Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I promised you guys the other day that we would talk about some of the science-y issues related to cravings, but I cut that episode short the other day to share something else with you that was on my mind, and I told you we'd get back to it, and we are. Cravings have been a big topic lately everything ranging from sugar addiction to strategies to beat cravings. Where do my cravings come from? Why can't I seem to make them go away? We are going to be looking at some of the more science-based reasons for cravings and some practical strategies for getting them gone. Before we jump in, though, I said this on the last episode. I'll say it again and give you a little bit more information. Thank you so much for the feedback you gave on Primal Potential's third anniversary episode. I had asked you guys if you wanted audio options for my daily blog because those of you that read the blog on the site and have been reading the blog on the site really love it and find it very tactical and motivating, but you have to read it. And I was hearing that a lot of people prefer to listen, and I just know that way more people listen to the podcast than go to my website. So you said, yes, please, audio on the blog. I have made that possible via something called Anchor. So Anchor is both an app and a website. And most importantly, guys, Anchor is not replacing the podcast, okay? The podcast is here to stay, But in response to you guys saying, number one, you want audio options on the blog so you can listen to it instead of read it. Number two, you want to hear more about my weekends. And number three, you want to hear a little bit more about my personal life and what that means in balancing life and dating and fat loss and goals and all of that stuff. So I thought that the most appropriate place to do all of that would be on this Anchor channel. Let me explain to you how it works. So number one, you can download the Anchor app. Okay, that is one option. Number two, you can just go to Anchor through their website. I will link to Anchor in the show notes for this episode. I've also been posting it on Facebook and Instagram, so you can find it there as well. What Anchor allows me to do is short form audio content less than five minutes, and I have options. Some things I can put up and they'll only last for 24 hours, and other things I can make permanent. So my approach is going to be this. Things that are more personal in nature that I don't necessarily want living on indefinitely forever, I will allow those to expire after 24 hours. Uh, And then things like the daily blogs or things that are less personal in nature, but again, all less than five minutes, I will set as permanent episodes. So the daily blogs 
are already showing up on Anchor. Some of you have asked me to go back and reread older blogs on Anchor. I will absolutely do that as my time allows. Um, But uh, one of the funny stories that ended up on Anchor, let's see, what day? Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. (laughs) Was about how somehow tequila ended up in my dinner vegetables. Personal story there. (laughs) If you want to hear that, you can check it out on Anchor. And for those of you that are like, why do you want the personal stuff to expire in 24 hours? uh, And why aren't you putting it on the podcast? The podcast lives on forever. Um, And so if you go back to the very beginning of the podcast, you hear me talking about my ex-husband, who at the time was my current husband. And so <laughs> I don't really love that. That's that's not how I ideally would have want things to go down. And also, as I shared in the Ask Me Anything Answers episode, some things are mine to share, like my journey with fat loss, my history, um, certainly anything related to the science of fat loss and motivation. Those are mine to share. Other things are shared stories, right? Mine and somebody else's or somebody else's altogether. And I always want to be sensitive about what I'm putting into the world that is mine and somebody else's or somebody else's. So it's personal preference. It's also personal philosophy. All this to say, if you're interested in short form audio, like uh, a couple days ago, I was sharing some of my thoughts and insecurities going to the gym after my injury and not being able to kind of do what I normally do, that stuff shows up on Anchor, as well as the story about how somehow while I was working, tequila ended up in my dinner vegetables. And needless to say, I was like, what happened here? (laughs) So all of that is on Anchor, which I will link to in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. One last thing before we start talking in detail about cravings is about Ascend. Ascend is a live weekend event in November. Starts on the evening of November the 2nd, and then it goes all day the 3rd, all day the 4th. I have launched tickets to people who went last year and to my master's club, which means I will be opening up tickets to the wait list this week. If you are interested in learning more about this weekend event, the details, what it's for, who it's for, why you want to be there, get on the wait list. Get on the wait list because number one, they're opening, I'm opening it up to them next. And number two, there are only 80 spots available, eight zero total. So, and that is a hard limit. So definitely get on the wait list, which you can do by going to primalpotential.com forward slash ascend one seven. A-S-C-E-N-D-1-7, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. Let's talk about cravings, specifically sugar cravings, because we can crave all sorts of things, but today we're talking about sugar cravings. They can come for many different reasons, stress, hormones, but one of the primary reasons we experience cravings is our diet. And that is great news because we can do a lot about it. A lot of people feel, and they're not right, that cravings are just the way it goes, that we're supposed to have cravings, and that the answer is more willpower. And I don't necessarily agree because I am certain, I know from my own experience and my experience with my clients, we can minimize cravings dramatically, if not make them disappear altogether. So 
the diet is the primary trigger of cravings. And there are some other things, not just eating a lot of sweets, which certainly makes us crave more sweet things. Overeating in general will create more cravings. And the reason we're going to talk about this from a little bit of a scientific standpoint today is because I want to help you see and recognize the things you are doing that trigger cravings to begin with. Oftentimes, we don't realize that certain behaviors, certain choices are the reason we are experiencing cravings. And this lack of understanding of cravings in general, the things that you're doing, not doing, choosing, not choosing, this lack of understanding kind of prevents us from being able to solve the problem. So let's start at the obvious place that if you've been listening for a while, you expect me to start, but we will cover some stuff related to cravings that we have not covered before from a science uh, standpoint, cellular functioning, GI tract, brain health, things like that. So the place you probably expect me to start that is very valid is the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you crave. Every bite of food we take is a process of training our palate. So what we expose ourselves to, what we put in our mouth, really trains our palate and we desire more of those things. So think about your choices, and this is not a scientific statement, I mean there's science behind it, but just in general from the big picture common sense standpoint, everything you choose, you are training your palate So consider that the next time you reach for the cookie or the candy bar and then complain about your cravings. You created them. The other obvious place to go here that many of you have heard me talk about before, novel stuff a few minutes ahead, is hormones. And hormones are not just estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. It's not just menopause or sex. Hormones are chemical messengers that run the entire show of our bodies. And if you are experiencing cravings, 99 times out of 100, there is a hormonal element to that. Insulin is not the only player from a hormone perspective when it comes to cravings, but it is certainly a major one. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know this story. You are familiar with what I call the carb cycle, where There is this cycle of cravings and hunger that comes from eating too many carbs or particular kinds of carbs that are largely starch and sugar versus vegetables, which are carbs but are not primarily starch and sugar. They're primarily water and fiber, right? So I'm going to link to in the show notes some posts and podcasts where I explain the carb cycle and how this works and how we get stuck in it and how we can get out of it. I'm going to link to those posts and episodes in the show notes because I've talked about that at length before. And what I really want to do here is touch on the fact that carbs, carb quantity, carb type, are all factors, but I don't want to rehash stuff that I've probably done 10, 15, 20, 65 episodes on, so I'll link to those. But in general, kind of from the high level, when we eat our way into the carb cycle, again, this can be through overeating in general, or overconsuming starch and sugar, or consuming starch and sugar without fiber or fat or protein, That is when your body is most sensitive to blood sugar increases, and it's that 
fluctuation in blood sugar, where at the top, you're experiencing that brief euphoria, a good surge of energy. But guys, what goes up must come down. The bottom is where your body triggers hunger and cravings, kind of like sounding the alarms to say, um, what happened? How did we drop so quickly and so far? That is the alarm sound that you experience as hunger and cravings. There's something else going on, though, that I haven't talked as much about, a couple of different things. One related to neurotransmitters in the brain and the other related to your GI tract that I want to dive into today. Okay, first, let me say I hope that if this concept is new to you of the carb cycle, put a pause on this episode and go to the show notes at primalpotential.com for this episode to get that primer because what I'm about to go into will make much more sense if you understand the carb cycle I talk about, the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, carb timing, all things I've done episodes on. Definitely begin with that so that this next part doesn't go over your head. Assuming that we all have that primer now, you know how insulin, which is a hormone, is the usher that clears the sugar from the blood? That insulin's job, one of its many jobs, is to respond to high blood sugar and help direct the sugar out of the blood. It can't stay there because it's toxic to stay there and find a permanent home for it either in your cells to be, to be used immediately for energy or stored in the form of glycogen in your muscles or your liver or com, uh, converted to and stored as body fat. Well, insulin ushers something else out too, in addition to sugar, right? It's not just showing up at the scene after we've consumed a meal and saying, all right, sugar, let's go. Let's get out of here. Time to find a permanent home. It also clears out Almost all amino acids. Amino acids, just as a refresher, are the building blocks of proteins. So all of our macronutrients are made up of smaller components. When we're talking about sugars, uh, or when we're talking about carbohydrates, excuse me, the building blocks are sugars. When we're talking about fats, the building blocks are fatty acids. And when we're talking about proteins, the building blocks are amino acids. So in addition to ushering out the sugar... Insulin also ushers out the majority of the amino acids, but not all. What does it leave behind? And how does this relate to cravings? It leaves behind the amino acid tryptophan. So that does not get carried out of the blood in the digestive process via insulin the way that other amino acids do and the way that sugar does. Why do we care? Why do we care? Why does it matter that then we have this tryptophan in the blood? If we are eating a lot of carbs or we are overeating, why do we care that all of a sudden there's just this load of insulin hanging around in the blood? Well, tryptophan has a unique ability to cross the blood-brain barrier. Not everything can do that. In fact, most things cannot and that's how we stay healthy and functioning, most things cannot cross the blood-brain barrier. But tryptophan can. It can go from the foods we eat into our bloodstream and then into our brain. Why does this matter and what does it have to do with cravings? Tryptophan 
is the precursor for serotonin. Serotonin you've probably heard of before. It is a neurotransmitter. So what do we know so far? When we overeat, when we overconsume carbs, when we create this need for insulin, like, okay, there's all this excess, let's take it out somewhere, it leaves tryptophan behind. Tryptophan can cross the blood-brain barrier, end up in the brain. It's a precursor for serotonin. So more serotonin. If there's more tryptophan, there's more serotonin. So far, so good. Except that serotonin and dopamine, dopamine is another neurotransmitter associated with mood and um, feeling good. Serotonin and dopamine have a competitive relationship. So when we have an excess of serotonin, it can block dopamine because serotonin is taking up all the cellular receptors that dopamine needs and the dopamine cannot act in the brain. Less dopamine or less dopamine being able to bind to the cellular receptors and do its job, more cravings, all right? So the bottom line here is increased serotonin in the brain because this excess tryptophan from overeating or overconsuming carbohydrates can lead to an inhibition of dopamine. Dopamine receptors get blocked because of this competitive relationship and that can trigger cravings. But wait, there's more. When we constantly are producing serotonin because of this excess of tryptophan, because we're overeating, um, because we're eating too much protein, which is very, very common when people start to clean up their diets. They feel like, well, if it's a whole food, then it must be a good thing. But when we have all this extra tryptophan that crosses into the brain, it's a precursor for serotonin, so now we have more serotonin and dopamine is blocked. The other thing that can happen and this is a risk of anything that there's too much of in the body, we create a resistance to it. Kind of like when you have your music too loud for too long, you kind of stop noticing that it's so loud, and then you have to make it even louder to really appreciate it. The same thing happens with insulin. The same thing happens with leptin. The same thing happens with serotonin. So now not only is dopamine being blocked, but we have a a resistance to serotonin. Not only will we experience more cravings, but this is the beginning of lots of mood disorders like depression. So this is a function of overeating. This is a function of not controlling blood sugar. This is not just about being carb smart, but that is a part of it. Carbs are not bad, But we do, especially when our goal is fat loss and when our goal is reducing cravings, we do have to be wise about how much of them we eat, when we eat them, what we eat them with. That's one part of it. Overeating is another big part of it. Let's switch gears here and talk about the microbiome for a minute because our GI tract and the bacteria that populate our GI tract have a significant impact on cravings. Now, as soon as I say microbiome, immediately people are thinking, oh yeah, I've been meaning to take a probiotic. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yes, your gut, the bacteria in your gut have a huge impact on your hormones and your cravings, on your emotions, on your energy, your metabolism, and so much more. But probiotics are not necessarily the answer, and I'll tell you why, all right? The reason 
that we go wrong when we jump to the conclusion of probiotics is because that is essentially the equivalent. I'm trying to think of a, of a good way instead of going into all the nitty gritty stuff. It's basically like being obsessed with the right plant food for a plant that you have resting in a pile of Skittles that you routinely douse with acid. But you're obsessed about the right plant food. You haven't bothered to put it in the right pot with the right soil and the right conditions. You have it laying on top of Skittles and you routinely walk by and spray it with acid. But you want to know about the best plant food and you want to know how the plant food should be stored. That is how most people think of probiotics. They are doing nothing to protect and to take great care of that microbiome in their body, but tell me what probiotic to take and tell me how it should be stored. No, 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 no. That is not where it begins. Rule number one is stop doing damage. Stop doing damage. And I've done a whole episode on probiotics and the way we damage our gut. Sugar is a huge part of it. Stress is a huge part of it. Processed foods are a huge part of it. This all links to cravings. But as long as you are not reducing the damage you do, lack of sleep, stress, processed foods, sugar, you're just wasting your money on a probiotic. I feel strongly about that. We can agree to disagree, but there you have it. Anyway, back to probiotics or, or microbiome, really, and cravings. Certain hormones, backing up high level, certain hormones control hunger and satiety appetite and feelings of fullness, right? We've talked about leptin. We've talked about ghrelin. We've talked about insulin and how these hormones trigger hunger and cravings. And if you are not sure what I am talking about, I did a um, hormone mini series on the podcast that would be a good primer. We did one episode on insulin, one episode on cortisol, one episode on um, leptin and ghrelin. Start there. But suffice it to say, Assuming you've gone back and visited those episodes, there are certain hormones that control appetite and feelings of fullness and cravings. Get this. Certain bacterial metabolites. So your bacteria in your gut, your microbiome, they're supposed to be there. They keep us alive. We have more bacterial cells in our body than we do human cells in our body. And these bacteria have to eat to live. And in their life cycle... They, they create byproducts. Well, some of these byproducts of bacteria in your gut actually mimic these hunger and satiety and craving triggering hormones, right? They can act like the hormones even though they're not. So the bacteria in your gut, especially when there's an imbalance, can manufacture these little proteins that act like hormones triggering cravings and hunger, etc. And we have to keep that in check or we benefit dramatically. We don't have to do anything. We benefit dramatically and we really improve how we feel, control our hunger, control our cravings, control our appetite when we have that microbiome on our side. That microbiome is not on our side when we are overconsuming sugar and processed foods, when we are overeating, when we are chronically stressed, 
And when that happens, when there is this imbalance, dysbiosis, right? More bad bacteria than good bacteria, more harmful bacteria than helpful bacteria. Some of what happens is this, what appears to be hormonal dysregulation, but really it's these these hormonal mimics that are byproducts of our microbiome, right? But wait, there's more. And the more is the link between your GI tract and those neurotransmitters we talked about a few minutes ago. Your bacteria in your gut produce neurotransmitters. So your neurotransmitters are not just produced in the brain. More than half of your body's dopamine and almost all of your body's serotonin is generated in your gut And that requires bacterial balance. So if you are, through your food choices and through your lifestyle, screwing up your microbiome, you are screwing up your neurotransmitter production as well, which is directly associated with mood, with energy, with cravings, with hunger, with all of those things. When we start talking about, you know, improving our microbiome, like I said, everybody thinks probiotics and that is no different than being like, hey, this plant that's been laying on its side out in the sun and I haven't watered it or put it in soil, what plant food should I give it? The number one way, probiotics aside, that we can improve our microbiome and help to manage any dysbiosis, eat less sugar. Not only does that help with blood sugar and keeping you out of the carb cycle and controlling insulin, but it also supports your microbiome because sugar consumption and processed food consumption is a major factor in bacterial imbalance, right? So if you just focus on those two things, less sugar, less processed foods, that will have a major impact on all of these aspects, the insulin aspect, uh, the neurotransmitter aspect, and the microbiome aspect of your cravings, right? I've done an episode on probiotics, but again, start first by reducing the damage that you are doing through lifestyle, stress and lack of sleep, and also through diet, primarily sugar and processed foods. Don't look for a diet to solve these craving problems and don't strive for perfection and think that willpower is the only answer here because it's not. Eat more vegetables, especially cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage. Number one, the fiber in these guys is going to help control blood sugar, taking care of that insulin angle. And also they're great prebiotics or food for your microbiome. The other thing that can often be overlooked here is artificial sweeteners. When people struggle with cravings, they often turn to artificial sweeteners. The challenge is that these artificial sweeteners can really jack up your microbiome. And I will say, focus on real sugar first, okay? Focus on real sugar first. Rome wasn't built in a day. We don't have to do everything all at once. But these artificial sweeteners can do damage to your microbiome. And keep in mind what I said at the top of the show, with every choice we make, with everything we put in our mouths, we are training our palate. So real or fake, the more sweet things that we introduce to our palate, the more sweet things we're going to crave, right? 
One thing I'll just touch on really quickly, and I've done separate episodes on this, so I'm not going to go too much into it, is sleep. Insulin is dramatically influenced by lack of sleep in a negative way, as is your microbiome. All right. So keep that in mind as a factor here with cravings as well. It is very, very important. So hopefully that gives you a sense of what can I do that would be an improvement for me today to not tackle cravings from a willpower standpoint, but from the power of my own choices in reducing cravings to begin with instead of just focusing on your response to cravings. Yeah, your response to cravings is part of it, but we have the power to reduce the intensity, the frequency of cravings with our own choices. That's all I've got for you today. I've got to jump in the shower and hit the road, Jack. But keep in mind that Ascend Ticket Sales are launching in the next couple of days. So if you want more information and a chance to be there this November in Boston, technically Cambridge, but I mean, come on, it's Boston. Primalpotential.com forward slash Ascend 17 and get on that wait list so that you can get the details in the next couple days. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.